Hi there, welcome to Leicester Talk Tottenham. Chris on his own today, talking about the Newcastle game, another lead blown in the quest for top four. But the same old discussions to be had. Terrible defence, conceding too many chances, mistakes by different players in the team. Where would we be without Kane? And then Jose's comments afterwards. I mean, is this the beginning of the end for him at Tottenham? All that and more. Uh, any comments you have, any questions, any suggestions for future episodes, uh, just put a comment on the YouTube video. Uh, if you listen to the audio only, then uh, just put that on Twitter at LTalkTottenham. So without further ado, let's talk. Different coach, same players. Hi there, so welcome to Let's Talk Tottenham. Just me, as I say. So I'm trying this thing with the background here. Uh, Hoping it works. It doesn't look too bad, although things keep coming into view and disappearing, but hopefully we'll bear with it. Uh, and it's another depressing one, another point, two points dropped. So we keep doing this. I, I, it must be at least eight games that we let slip now. And it's just for, for a team that want to be top four and that four seasons ago, not that long ago, were challenging for titles, and even sooner than that, challenging for Champions League winners' titles. It's just not good enough. And and we'll come on to Jose later on. But, I mean, with all due respect to Newcastle, they're fourth bottom, they're, they're, they're struggling. Confidence, presumably, is a bit low. And we're letting them have 22 shots at us. And these aren't speculative 30-yard efforts. These are clear-cut chances, which, I mean, if we do this in the cup final against City, that game's over after half an hour if, we, if we're conceding these types of chances. And, I mean, Gale, two clear-cut chances in the same move. Lobby saves both of them, but shouldn't have ever been allowed to get anywhere near that. And, and for the header, in, in that first chance in that move, it's John Joe Shelby with acres of space and Gale just making a, a, a quick run, which just isn't picked up past static defending, which we'll get to in a bit as well. And just absolutely terrible. I, I, He's got a completely free header. And him again, a, a, an easy pass for you know, a player of Premier League quality to put Amazon in. Uh, who was picking Amazon up? I have no idea. But the pass over hit, which I mean, is almost as criminal as Lava offending, and allows Lobbies to come out and sweep up and clear it. But, I mean, team with a bit more composure there, strikers with a bit more composure, that game's over fairly quickly. Joe Linton, who we make him look like Messi. He doesn't do anything in the league. He comes to play us. I think he's only scored against us. I mean, he missed a, a guilt edge chance in the second half. Uh, we had our chances as well. Uh, clear cut chances. Tanganga off the line. Kane, poor touch. And the keeper comes out and, and snuffs it out. And then he hits the post. That one was unlucky. So one of those goes in. That's game over. But we didn't deserve anything from that game. And the build-up play, so laboured. This is a team who is struggling at the bottom, shipping goals. And we're, we're passing it side to side, side to side, backwards, side to side, without any real urgency. I mean, I bang on about Ericsson, but if Ericsson was playing that game, he'd have had that run in that game and then we'd win that fairly comfortably because he'd have been demanding the ball, quickening the tempo, giving it to people in space quickly but we don't seem to have that and, and you know that's fine if, if that's the way you want to play 
and that's the way Jose wants to play. But against teams who would generally sit back, Newcastle will generally sit back and then play on the counter-attack unless they get big encouragement to go forward because they're not going to be troubled, which with Kane, most teams are going to be troubled if they lose the ball. But they'll still be sitting back and you've got to try and break that down and you do that by playing quickly. The one time we played quickly was where Hoiberg on the turn put it in into Ndombele, passed about four players in a line, opened the game up, quick pass, and then Kane scores his second goal. It was the only time we played quick in that game and we get a goal from it. So do that more often. Um, I just don't understand how... Um, well, come on, let's talk about Jose. His comments afterwards... Uh, I think it was Juliet Ferrington, I think, from BBC. Uh, your teams have traditionally been good at the back, he says. And then his comments are, same coach, different players. But, you know, this, this is the same coach as apparently a tactical genius who sets us up in such a way to not be quick, rely on Kane far too much. I mean, if we didn't have Kane, where the hell would we be? Um and just, yeah, I feel sorry for him in the extent because he, whoever he picks is making mistakes. But, you know, the buck does stop with you as the manager because that's what you're paid to do. You're paid to get results, pick the players who will get you the results. And at the moment, seemingly, that isn't happening. We've had a fairly good run in the league, a few wins, and then this was a draw, not a loss. But, it feels like a loss because of the last couple of minutes and we should be winning them. We're at the business end of the season now. You've got to be picking up points and not throwing away silly ones. Uh, and it's the manner that we're playing as well. I mean, it's not entertaining to watch, is it? I mean, neutral it might be. Opposition, it definitely is because they're getting chances. But yeah. Um, but, to, you know, to come out and say that and then when pressed, well, what, what's the difference? I don't want to talk about it. I mean, I've got friends who are United fans, so they've seen the Jose go well, get even better, then slump down. So they'll recognise this as possibly the beginning of the end. He's blaming the players now. He's taking no responsibility for his own decisions. All the players' fault, nothing to do with him. And I mean, traditionally, the first season's okay. Second season starts winning third seasons when it all goes to pot <laughs> we're skipping out the successful second second season if we don't win this league cup but i mean we mentioned on here as well that you know pochettino like the father figure arm around the shoulder jose is more of a manager rather than a friend or, or father but like, people don't like change and if you want to implement change most of the time you have to do it kind of slowly so from Pochettino for five years with that kind of father figure mentality, all of a sudden, like that, all of a sudden, you're not good enough and won't tolerate failure. It's going to put people's noses out of joint. Footballers are a very sensitive species, aren't they? You can't, I mean, you just have to look on the pitch, like hardly any touch, fall down, clutching their legs. So to be able to like change that mentality, it can't be done overnight. And I don't think it can be, I don't think it can be done that swiftly with with that bigger change and you know 
Jose has obviously been at teams where there, there's been that mentality already there. I mean, Manchester United, it will already be there because of, of the club. Chelsea, maybe not, but he still had people like John Terry, Frank Lampard there. I'm sure he had Frank Lampard there. <laughs> and Drogba, winners. And, and to change that mentality too quickly, I, when people are so used to having a father figure arm around the shoulder, don't worry, keep going. If you make a mistake, just don't do it again, it's fine. I mean, so it's either he's too brash with them and they don't like it, or they are, or they're too soft, or a combination of both or it's done too quickly. And I never thought Jose was a, a right fit for Tottenham. The way he plays, I just never thought he was the right fit. And, and the way that we're playing is completely boring, sitting on leads when quite clearly our best players are, are going forward. I mean, you've got Kane and Son there. Go kill them with Bale on the bench. More of a... Don't kill teams off when you get in the lead. Don't sit back on the lead. Just go kill teams off and then you can get worry about your defending afterwards. So it would be very interesting if, if, if Jose is there next season, because as long as Boris's roadmap works and, and goes as the plan and nothing happens in between June the 21st and the next season, then there'll be fans at the stadium next year and they won't be tolerating this kind of football again when they've been in a lockdown for a full season, a season a third or whatever it was watching this this rubbish and boring football negative football and then they're all of a sudden paying to watch it as well they'll definitely voice their concerns so i mean we'll never know but would we have played that kind of uh, football this season if there were fans in the stadium it'd be interesting to know what you guys think so put, put be interested to know what you guys think so put comments on, on the youtube video or if you're watching on audio uh, at L Talk Tottenham. Uh, it'd be interesting to know what, what people think on that, whether we would have played a different way, whether fans have been there and voiced their opinions, because they, they'd have been booed off half-time and full-time a lot this season if, if, if fans were there and we'd have had the exact same results that we'd had and the way that we play. So it'd be very interesting to know that. Uh, I'm not sure. If we don't win that League Cup, I think he could be gone. I think if we don't win the League Cup and don't get top four, I think he definitely will be gone. Who we get is anybody's guess. Rodgers is a name banded about, but why he'd leave Leicester, I have no idea. Nagelsmann, I don't, I'll admit, I don't really know that much about him. Uh, one of my friends keeps saying Brian Potter from Brighton because they play attractive football, and if they had a striker of someone like Kane or Wings quality, they'd be well up the league. But Spurs fans wouldn't be happy from going Pochettino, Jose, with all due respect, to Brian Potter because it's not a big name and they want to be a big club with a big name. And, you know, he's only been a manager in the Premier League for maybe one, two seasons. But, I I mean, those comments there, just, it's typical Jose, isn't it? He, he was at Sky, came came to us and then said he's changed with his time away, he's changed, he's mellowed out, he's, you know, and, and we're just seeing the same Jose again. Just calling players out and, and you know, 
same coach, different players. This is essentially the same players, but with a different coach in Pochettino who, who got to the lofty heights that we did. The people say, yeah, that was years ago. And, um, you know, they got stale. That was before they got stale, which is quite true. But you look at Luke Shaw, you know, what he's doing now at Man United. But, you know, different coach, same player with Jose, throws him out. It's almost as low. If you're a defender. If you go past the halfway line, you're in trouble. You get fined. And now look at him with a bit of freedom under Solskjaer. He's, well, he hasn't been Man United's best player because that will be reserved for Fernandes. But he's been one of their most improved players. And he just shows the man management there. I don't think, I don't think Jose is a coach. He's a manager. He's not a coach. I don't think he, he's tactical. Although some of his tactics are questionable. But yeah, man management. You, I mean, you see some players. Ibrahimovic has said that he'd die for him. But there's too many players that he's fallen out with. And I mean, in talking of tactics as well, I mean. I still don't buy the fact that the players are saying that Jose doesn't say to sit back, we decide that, which I'm not sure about that. But even if they do, he's a tactical genius, apparently. So he should be able to change it. Like he did at Olympiacos when he first came in, took Dyer off, put Ericsson on after half an hour, completely changed how we played. Uh, but maybe, maybe his comments are a dig at Levy and just a way to try and get a bit of money for the summer and then try and buy a few more players that he needs. But... I mean, to say that in public, yeah, I, I, it doesn't sit right with me. And it just sounds like no responsibility on me. It's all the players' fault. They're not good enough. And these players that were told they were good enough by Pochettino, all of a sudden now being told they're not good enough, read that a lot of players are getting fed up with him, which that's what happens in the third season, but we're having it in the second season. Uh, and in terms of the defence, I like Sanchez. I always have, and I've defended him, but... For me, enough is enough now. I think he's got to go out of the team. What I would say is, regardless of how poor he's been, racial abuse under any level is just completely unacceptable. And he doesn't deserve that. No player deserves that. And, and people like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all of that need to come together. Make it a criminal matter. You know, you're, you surely have details of who is using that computer and where they are. Give them to the police. Get them arrested. Anyway, that's a conversation for another time. But... The racial abuse he's got is unacceptable in the same way that Bergwijn got it, Rashford, Pogba, whoever else has suffered it. It's completely unacceptable. He's played poor, but like, so say you've played poor, but not turn it into a racial thing. But getting back to Sanchez, he, same with Villa, same in this game, he just looks a complete nervous wreck. Whenever the ball goes anywhere near him, you can almost see the panic in him. And it's almost as though Jose has said zero tolerance in mistakes and he's terrified of making one that he therefore makes one. I mean, it was his, well, I say it was his mistake for the first goal, but there were three of them. Tanganga missed a, missed a, a clearance, just cleared it on the floor, went back to Sanchez, he did it. Hoiberg has got a chance to get rid of it and go storming in, get make sure he gets the ball, goes in a bit half-hearted and then they, they're over and then he's got a free shot Joe Linton so again I mean you get teams that a, a player makes a mistake and it causes a goal or causes a chance we're having three players in one move a comedy of errors that then therefore creates a goal the, th the second goal 
Rodon, who I thought had a good game, and Rodon, in 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 contrast to Sanchez, looked as, looks assured, looks fairly calm. He's young, so he's going to make mistakes. But like I've said time and time again, I think young defenders like that need an older head with them to calm them down, who will be the leader of that line and will kind of help them through the game until they're, they're, they're used to being the leader themselves. But that, that second goal, him, him and Sanchez went both went for the same headed ball. It comes over to Willock, who's completely unmarked. I mean, it's just, that's basic defending, surely. But, I mean, there's talk now as well. He said, Jose said, Alderville uh, turned up late for training and, and that's why he's not playing. And But he played all, all three games for Belgium. And I just... He's our best defender, Alderville. He may not be quick, but he's our best defender. And John Terry was never quick, superb defender, pretty much all of his career. Didn't have to be quick because of the reading of the game, his positioning, sorted generally sorted that out so that he didn't need to be quick. Alderville, same kind of thing. And he will help Rodon. So if it was me, Alderville and Rodon for the rest of the season... But he seems to be persevering with Sanchez, even though he makes mistakes every game and seems to be a nervous wreck every game. And, and it's just going to get worse. It, if he is terrified of making a mistake and he keeps making mistakes, that terror is just going to get higher and higher and higher. And then he's just going to be even more error prone than he is now. Uh, just, I just don't understand how he sticks with him. I don't you know. Dyer makes mistakes, so he seems to have like said, well, you're out of the team. But he doesn't seem to do that with Sanchez. Rodon, who, I, I think Rodon has looked quite assured. He does look fairly comfortable. He can't use his left foot, I know. He seems always clearing it with his right. But generally, his reading of the game is okay. Second goal uh, excluded. But I think if Alderweireld was there for that second goal, he'd have made sure that one of them was going for the ball, the other one was in the middle to scoop up the danger. But, I mean, that goal had been coming, like I say, we, we, we didn't kill the game off. 2-1, kill the game off. Kill it before half, before half time. If you can't do that, then out like a train in the second half, kill the game off before an hour. But we don't do that. We sat back trying to look for the, keep the 2-1. So maybe, maybe Jose's reputation has preceded him. So they know he's a, a defensive coach. So they sit back and it's kind of subconscious, but I can't believe that. I think it must be a way they're set up. But although against was it Arsenal, we had four attackers on the pitch, and then we just sat back entire game. But we already talked about that how the tactics there with allowing Tierney to go forward. Um, one positive, what I will say, is the second goal. It's completely overlooked, apart from Michael Dawson on punditry at half-time. Hoiberg's pass to Undombele, superb. And, and like I've said earlier as well, the only time we played quickly in that game. And we carve him open with one pass. It goes through the entire midfield from Hoiberg to Undombele. Hoiberg on the turn into Undombele, off to Kane. Kane still had a lot to do, but it's Kane, isn't it? So Kane generally can do that. But you've seen playing quickly could get results there. So keep doing it. I mean, 
you don't always need the manager. I, I listen to a soccer, uh, not a soccer box, uh, Sky Sports Retro with Rooney, someone asking on Twitter, uh, what was Sir Alex Ferguson's greatest quality? And he, he said man of management. But he, also, he said there that when they got someone sent off, he let the players decide what formation and, and everything like that. If it wasn't working, then he stepped in and changed it. So the players can on the pitch decide what to do between them if it's not working. And these are experienced players as well. Kane, Bale, when he plays, Mora. But they don't seem to do it. They're like deer in headlights. You let Newcastle come on at you, at you, at you, at you. And then eventually that goal is going to come or they're going to get a very, very clear cut chance, which should be a goal. And they had about five of those. So, I mean, it's just balmy, really. And I mean, we're definitely still in this top four race. People will say that we're not, which I think whether we'll get fourth is a completely different point in my mind to whether we're in the race for fourth. There's a few teams. I've got it on my phone. Let me bring it up. So West Ham on 52 in fourth. Chelsea 51. Us on 49. So we're three points behind with eight games left. Liverpool on 49 as well. Everton are on 47, but got a game in hand as of Aston Villa on 44. And the same games as us, Arsenal and Leeds, who are, are seven points behind us. I, I'd say that they're out of it, but then it's not a gimme because if history's shown us anything, generally that fourth place goes down to the wire because teams seemingly don't want it. And, and all of those teams there, and I include Tottenham, absolutely, will not win eight out of eight. Famous last words, someone will know, they'll probably all win the eight out of eight, pardon me. But they will not win eight out of eight. So there's still a lot of football to be played there. And it's about who's more consistent. And I mean, as it turns out, because of West Ham winning, we wouldn't have been top four anyway. We would have been fifth if we'd have beat Newcastle. But we're definitely in that hunt. We're definitely in that hunt. And maybe Arsenal leads, maybe. They're down in the 11th. So, you know, that's eight teams potentially, definitely six, that are fighting for one place. But, you know, I mean, if we can't sort that defence out and we're not going to attack teams, I can't see how we're going to get that fourth place unless we get some unbelievable luck. But, you know, and I can't see how we're going to do either of those things. I can't see that defence sorting itself out and then keeping clean sheets to the end of the season. And I can't see Jose letting the leash off and, and the handbrake off and letting us just go and attack and kill teams. We did it a couple of times against Burnley and there was, a, I think, Palace. And then it seemed to stop, but just let us do it. I mean, if you're going to lose stuff and lose games, at least go out fighting. Don't go like, don't go out like a whimper. Because that's the worst way to lose. At least if you've tried, you can say at least we tried and gave everything. If you go out with a whimper, it's just pathetic, really. Um, but this final, I mean... Our season has literally become a one-game season now. It, it's all this final. And, I mean, play like that against City, and City will absolutely destroy us by half an hour, half-time. Another thing I can't stand, we haven't been able to deal with crosses all season, and yet this tactical genius isn't doing anything to stop the crosses coming in. It just... I mean, the cross for the second goal, there was no one near him, really. 
like on his toes to stop that cross coming in. You, you, you want to stop crosses, you get the, the, the winger helping the fullback out and then you double up on him. So he either has to go back or it's a gamble whether he gets a crossing because there's too many people in the way. The way Ho Jose is, I think, he, he gets the box covered. So anything that comes in, it gets headed out. But if you're allowing that many crosses in, one of them is going to go to an attacker's head which is exactly what happened. And then we made the mistake by both trying to go for it. But City don't always play. They generally play kind of through the middle. But Kevin De Bruyne is a good enough player that if he sees there's space on the wing, he'll ping that out to the wing without a second thought. And then they'll start being a crossing team. But, I mean, we've always got a chance, like I say, got Kane and Son. Son is due a goal as well. And, and look, Generally, what happens with strikers, I think, is when they have a lean spell, they suddenly score a goal and then they can't stop. So we need that to happen. But without Kane, I mean, God knows where we'd be. I mean, the amount of goals that he scored for us and assists and the fact that we can't defend, we could be in a relegation battle if it weren't for him. I, I don't think that's over-dramatic over at all. I think we're so dependent. on. We were a one-man team when Bale played for us in that last season in 2012. I think we're even bigger one-man team now. And, and I mean, that may be disrespectful to people like Sun because he's had a superb season. But half of his goals have come from Kane assists. And, and when Kane hasn't been playing, he seems a little bit lost. But we, we, certainly in that Newcastle game, without Kane... God, no, we, we wouldn't have even looked like scoring. And there's always this, will he leave, won't he leave, everything like that. We discussed this last week, which only he'll know. Uh, and, and regardless of what he says in press conferences, I'm only thinking about England. It, he'll still have thoughts about it at some point. What do I do next season? Just not properly because he's focused on England and the rest of the season with Spurs. But like, like we said... If, if his goal is to be a Spurs legend and the greatest ever goal scorer for Spurs or just win any cup for Spurs, it doesn't matter if it's a league or a Carabao Cup, then he doesn't need to leave. But if he wants to be winning Champions Leagues and Leagues, sadly, he's going to have to leave because I don't think he's going to do it with us. Certainly not now when he's 27, so he's probably only got six, seven years still at the top um but i mean if we do let him go we'll get a lot of money for him but that has to be inv invested wisely it can't be gareth bayer money again where you know by six players and only one of them is any good or, or, or turns up good and i think if we get 150 million for him it's an inflated market now than it was back then so it's about the same money eric lamella costs us 30 million pounds today's market i think and Eric Lamella costs at least 40, maybe 50. So we've got to get that right. But I hope he doesn't leave. I'm sure many people do. Um, but yeah, I, I, I dread to think where we'd be without him. And although Jose might not even be here now if we didn't have someone like Kane knocking the goals in and the assists. Um, but I, I don't know why Son didn't start Maybe he was slightly tired from international duty and then he had to come on. But normally you bring them on after an hour, not after half time. Um, but yeah, I, I just think 
we're definitely in it with a shot. We've been so poor in terms of letting leads slip and goals conceded, but yet we're still in this race for top four and we're in a final. So we've got a chance. Like the season starts now. We've got a chance to achieve our goals. Obviously, our goal was to win a league and win more cups. But as it is at the moment, we can get top four and win a cup. And that's got to be the goal. Regardless of how difficult it would be against Man City, the best, possibly the best team in Europe, that remains to be seen. But in terms of that top four, like I said, everyone will drop points in there, including us. It's just who will drop more and who will be the most consistent. And we're definitely in with a shout. You know, we end up winning the next three back to back. Then it wouldn't surprise me if we're in fourth. And, and third as well, Leicester. It'll be in their minds that they slipped up last year and let everything slip. So it wouldn't surprise me if there's a little slip there, but then they've probably aware of that, got the right attitude now and won't maybe slip a little bit, but not out of the top four, certainly. But it's not beyond the realms of possibility. But massive game against Man United next. I think it's at, it's at home, but they'll be out for blood and revenge because of what we did to them at Old Trafford. Biggest defeat in their history in the Premier League. And, and I mean, if we let them on to us, that will be a defensive game, I think, because of Rashford, Greenwood, Martial, James, quick players, and they play on the counter-attack. So I, I imagine that would be a horrendously boring game. But I did say that in the first game. And... We ended up scoring six. But, I mean, that's must win. But I think if we lose that and then Chelsea, West Ham win, then I think, I wouldn't say top four is completely out, but I think it's we're proper outsiders again there. I think we've got to stay within three points like we are at the moment and hope we one of them lose because our goal difference is better. So, you know, if we win the next game 1-0, we're ahead of West Ham because our goal difference is better. Obviously, I'm talking about if we have a game over them. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 we, we've got to start getting some consistency. I mean, if you're going to concede all those chances and, and goals, just play on the attack. Concede the goals, but score more. I mean, at least that way will be entertaining for the last couple of months of the season. And attack is our main strength. So just go and try and kill teams off from the start. But yeah, this Man United game is a huge, huge game. Um, but I haven't really got anything more to talk about. Uh, you'll be pleased to know. Well, only one person on there, one person talking. Goes quite quickly. Uh, we'll, be, uh, we'll be back for the United game, or we'll talk about the United game. I'm hoping to have uh, someone on who's a United fan. So even though it's a Spurs podcast, it'd be interesting, I think, to get a perspective of the opposition. So, you are watching this and then we're playing you at some point. It'd be great. Get in touch either on Twitter. Uh, you can see the uh, uh, details uh, at the end of the, the video or, or put a comment in here on, on YouTube. Uh, get in touch. Say you'd like to be on and we, we can have like a discussion about the game with both teams' perspectives. Like I said, any comments that you have, any questions that you have, anyone who wants to answer the question whether um, we'd be playing like this if fans were in the stadium, I'd, I'd really be keen to know what people think about that. So add comments in here or, or, or on to uh, at L Talk Tottenham on Twitter. 
and win back after the United game. Hopefully, it's a nice win and then we can look a bit more positive for the rest of the season um, with the Carabao Cup final closer. Hopefully, hopefully, that will be the case. Thank you very much for watching. Uh, before you go, please make sure you give the like and subscribe buttons a click. Uh, for anyone who's after just the audio-only podcast, firstly, thank you for listening. Uh, secondly, you can still get that in the normal places, Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your audio podcast from. Alternatively, if you go to at LTalkTottenham on Twitter, you'll be able to find the link to Anchor there as well. Uh, we'll be back soon. Until then, come on, you Spurs!